It's time for us to now look at uh, the property market. I mean, the property market since uh, July 2020 seems that uh, there's been an average in submitted property values and they've exceeded 12% in comparison to the same period in 2019. And we want to get a bit of an understanding as to where is the market right now and is it a buyer's market and should sellers rather, you know, uh, practice caution when it comes to their return on investment? Well, talking to us is Sean Radameyer, who's the CEO of uh, Multinet Home Loans. Sean, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much. Sean, now, has the pandemic created a conducive environment for property sellers to yield results on their investments? I think what we need to have a look at is what the impact the interest rate reduction has had. We've seen an increase of over 62% of submissions to the bank versus 2019. The main driver of this is the property industry between 1.2 million and 2, and 2 million value. You know, the, the impact that the low interest rate has has caused many of these consumers to be able to afford property for cheaper monthly repayments versus renting a property. So are we saying that it's a buyer's market? Yeah, it's interesting when you, you look at buyers and sellers' markets. We've most certainly seen an increase in average price, um, not significantly to, to say the sellers' market, but the property industry has not dropped, uh, or value in properties have not dropped according to what we thought would happen. So at the moment, we are in an equilibrium. It's, it's a good time to buy, and it's also a good time to sell. Sure, I think it, uh, it's a win-win situation for most, uh, from what you're saying. But clearly, the impact on the interest rate cuts on property sales has been a positive one. Absolutely. I mean, if you think of a few months ago, um, for a consumer to, to be able to buy a property of a million rand, he would need to earn about 32,000 rand. And now that's dropped to 27,000. You know, that's a 5,000 rand difference in earnings. And all of a sudden, many consumers that couldn't afford a property of a million or a million and a half can now afford. And, and looking at uh, what uh, banks and, and lenders are doing, are they terms and conditions and criterias more lenient looking at uh, what the interest rate cuts are, are doing in the markets? I think the banks have maintained their lending requirements um, before COVID. Um, so what we've seen is that deposit requirements have stayed the same. So where you had to put a 5 or a 10% deposit down, that has not changed. And favorable interest rates uh, is still a possibility for first-time home buyers. So, so what we've seen the big impact is, is the affordability for consumers on property is now much better than what it was seven years, uh, seven months ago. And the banks have not pulled back. They have most certainly continued lending, but they are most certainly looking at what's happening in the economy. You know, we, we were blessed with the, the interest rate cut. We also were blessed with the RAND dollar not going, you know, to the 2022 that everyone thought would happen uh, when we entered the junk status. And that has created a stable environment for us as a property industry. What could happen in the future 
is that, you know, lots of stock will come onto the market. So we're going to see a lot of people with second properties that we're renting them out. Uh, A lot of the banks' payment holidays will stop. And that will mean more properties are going to come into the market, which will also create less of a price growth. So we've got a big demand for property. And normally when there's a low supply, we go into a seller's market. But because that supply is going to be stable and the buyers are still out in the market, we will probably see the buyer's market continue for 2021. So it's a buyer's market, but not that unfavorable for sellers either. We are talking to Sean Rademeyer, who's the CEO of Multinet Home Loans, and we're looking at the property market and what is currently happening. So if you're one who's invested in the property market or considering buying new property, please do interact with us by calling in on 011-714-2006. You can WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. SMSs go to... Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.2 FM in Zanin. Looking at the property market uh, with uh, Sean Radameyer, who's the CEO of uh, Multinet Home Loans. Uh, that's what we are talking about. Please do interact with us. Uh, use the WhatsApp number 41391 or uh, SMS. No, that's the SMS line, 41391. Uh, WhatsApp is 06-1414-107 or call in studio on 011-714-2006. Sean. So, with everything that you have said before we took a break, are we headed for a property bubble or not? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we went through the financial crisis after 2008-2009, the banks put in a lot of policies, especially with the national credit regulation, to ensure that that doesn't happen. When you buy a property today and you need to get a loan from the bank, the bank does a valuation on your property. So even if you were going to buy a property and you were going to spend 2 million rand, but the property value was only 1.5 million, you would not be able to get a loan for above 1.5. And the banks also require you to put a deposit down. So in the event that you need to sell and the market goes down, you've got that 10% play to ensure that you don't reach uh, a situation where properties are standing on the market for months and months and people are losing value. Now, when we're looking at the sort of properties that are in demand right now from buyers, I can imagine that the pandemic has changed our mind shifts because before pandemic, everyone wanted a small unit, cute, lock up and go, uh, so that you can have ease of being anywhere in the world at any time. But now, People are looking for space, isn't it? So has that not changed the sort of properties that are more in demand? Absolutely. You know, in 2019, properties for below 750,000 was about 60% of all our applications. That has now dropped to 37%. And we've seen a very big increase between the values of 1.2 million and 2 million rand. So there's two things that are happening there. So one the consumer that can now afford the property because of low interest rates is entering the market. So you can imagine people that were paying rent of 11,000 rand for a property that's worth about 
900,000 can now buy a property of 1.2 million and only pay eight, 9,000 rand a month. The second thing that's happening is, is that we've now realized that we can work from home and we might not see this trend change in the future. You know, for the last 12 months, or call it the last eight months, the consumer and business has gotten used to a work from home environment and using technology to connect with each other. So in the future, we're going to see consumers looking at properties with an extra room as an office uh, or having a garden to, God forbid, that we, we hit uh, another COVID environment. So, so consumers' mindset will start looking at places that have a bit more space in the event that we have to be locked in our homes again. Mm. Are there specific areas, though, that are thriving more than others, that are booming in terms of uptake on, especially the younger um, middle class, upper, upper class market, uh, who are just new in the, the, the working industry? Are there specific areas that are thriving? One thing that we've seen is, is that the, the garden roof area, in areas where people can have a, a balanced lifestyle of outdoor environment uh, plus a, a good home, has seen a bit of a bigger surge than what we've seen in you know the urban areas, in the housing environment. Even though we've seen a big uptick there, we've seen a very clear indication that people are looking for areas where they can have that balanced lifestyle. And, you know, our real estate partners have told us that they've seen consumers deciding to move down to areas where they would, in the future, retire, but they're doing it 10 years before their retirement age. Hmm. Very, very interesting. So for those who are city dwellers, um, obviously the move is probably moving out to the coast and the garden route is uh, one of those areas. And another thing that COVID-19 has done is not only for buyers and sellers. In the property market, we also have landlords. When you're looking at commercial property now, you drive past big commercial buildings and there's to let signs or for sale signs. And and then, then there's the individual landlord who lets out their apartment or their townhouse. And because of COVID-19 and job losses, people are not able to uphold to their rent. What is the climate looking like for landlords right now? Yeah, it's unfortunately not the best environment for landlords. Um, the commercial space is definitely taking a, a downward trend. And then if you look at the individual landlords, you know, you're talking about landlords that own maybe one or two investment properties, you know, they're in a position where they have to follow the bank's rules of or, or bank's uh, example of giving the tenants a payment holiday. And they now are in a position where they need to try and make up the losses. Now, if they've decided that they no longer want to be in that environment, they're going to put their property in the market. And, and hopefully they can sell it to their tenants um, at a fair price. Or they're going to have to look at a way to reduce the rental to keep the tenants in the properties versus allowing the tenant to go buy. So, so in the past where a tenant was paying 10000 rand a month for a property that was worth 900000 the, the the actual landlord might have to decide to take that, that rental down to 7000 rand a month so that the tenant realizes that he's still getting value versus going to buy a property. So we're in a very interesting situation where as the market evolves, the, the, the landlords will have to decide, is it the right time to sell 
Or in six months' time, when it's a real buyer's market, they might not get the value for their properties. I know, Sean, you're not an advisor on these things, but what would you say to that individual landlord? Would you say it's it, it, rather look at selling now um, or rather look at negotiating those uh, monthly payments of the rent? Well, I'm definitely not an advisor on it. So from a personal perspective, yeah. property is always a long-term game. You, you can't look for a return within a year or two. You need to look at the long-term tenure on the property. In my opinion... I would negotiate with the, with the tenant, maybe provide them with a little bit of a lower rate uh, so that they can afford it. And then as the market returns to normality, in even if it's a year or two, your assets are still then there and still growing for your long-term plan. Mm. If it's not a long-term goal for you, it's probably the best time to sell. Excellent. And for those who are saying, because it's such a good time to, uh, to, to buy property, maybe let me go get a second property because my first one has been lettered out. W- would you advise for this? Do you think it, it, it's a good move to have two properties at this time because the interest rates are really, really favorable? Yeah, I think if you are in a position, um, you know, if you're in an industry that's doing very well during these times, and again, you're looking at a, a long-term growth for your property investment portfolio, it is probably a very good time to go and buy one of these properties. If it is that you need the rental income to cover the bond, I would suggest that you really you know, look at what you are doing. But if it is something that you can afford um, and you can say, you know, for the next 12 or even 24 months, I don't really need a rental income, I can still afford it, it's a good idea to go out and start building that. You know, they always say, uh, you know, I was listening to Warren Buffett. Uh, he says, you know, this time during COVID, it's where the best type of bargains will come. So they will go out to organizations that, that are buying at shared prices that are 50% the value of the normal price. So it is always opportunity in markets like this. So it is an opportune time uh, to look at buying more property. Um, And uh, let me go back to these commercial landlords. Commercial landlords are going to have it hard from what I can see, but I'm not the guru or expert in this. You are, Sean. Um, I mean, uh, the way we are working is shifting. A lot of companies are opting from work from home and others are even opting if we open up, then we work in, uh, you know, non-allocated workspaces, even call centers are now opting for work from home because of COVID-19. Do you think that commercial landlords are going to ever pick up? You know, no one can say how the human psyche will change once the, the, the virus is eradicated. I think we are the type of people that love to interact and eventually we will move back to the commercial properties. It might not be that we're there for five days a week, but we will most certainly find ways to connect with our fellow human beings. And I mean, to build a culture in an organization and to build a team dynamic, it's fine to do it over video content, but being face-to-face does bring a different element to, to a team. And I think in the future, we will see the commercial space start picking up slightly again. So for those who are commercial landlords, it's time to uh, tighten the belt and brace yourself until we uh, finish riding the storm. That is my opinion. 
I, I do think, you know, we, we're going to, we're going to go through a stage where we all going to want to connect again. And let's hopefully the vaccine helps us to eradicate the virus. And then we will see the human interaction pick up. And in that space, you need commercial real estate to be able to house these people. You know, from restaurants to cinemas to events. So there will most certainly be a growth versus where we are now. Mm. I've got a question from one of our A-team listeners. He says, uh, is it wise to leave a property as inheritance or should we be converting it into cash? So there's two things that you need to have a look at. So if you leave your property to your spouse, the tax implications are much lower versus if you leave the property to your children. You know, if you leave the property to your children, you need to do the transfer which will cost you money. And then, of course, there's tax implications. And sometimes that transfer cost that you have to pay to put the property in the children's name and the tax implication is so much that the, the kids will actually have to sell the property in any case just to cover the cost. So it's always important to have a, a proper planning of your estate and to understand what type of life insurance you need to cover the cost if you leave a property to your your kids or your trust. Sean, it's been such a great pleasure talking about the property market. You've rekindled some hope in a lot of us, uh, both on the buying and the selling side of the market. And uh, for, I think, the the commercial landlords as well are probably um, getting a bit of uh, hope in the spectrum because things are not all gloom and doom. Thank you so very much, Sean. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Excellent. The time now is uh, five minutes to midday and you know...